0: You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 277 with Jennifer Thompson. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to have Jennifer Thompson back on the show today. We are going to be talking about the season of waiting, and that can look very different for everyone. You could be waiting for a job or a career change or you are trying to have a baby or maybe you wanting to adopt or you're waiting for test results, whatever it may be. Um, I just wanted to have Jennifer come on the show. She's going to talk about something that she's been uh, going through recently and the season of waiting and how that has looked um, as she's gotten closer to what she wants. And so I wanted to inspire you with her story. And I hope that it encourages you to just keep going and to not just stop when you're waiting, like to just keep taking the steps and the actions um, that you need to get to where you want to go and also um, keep praying about it and um, just having belief that it will work out in the end. So I hope you guys feel encouraged with this. I also wanted to say that if you guys didn't hear um, my story back in 2019, when I lost over 50 pounds, that was one of the things for me. I don't talk about it in this episode, but I wanted to bring it up because it, it was one of those things that I felt like I was in a season of waiting and it just felt like I could not figure out how to lose weight. It's like I could do everything else and I did it well, And this was the thing that really just got me. And it's like, why can't I figure this out? And this is why I wanted to become a coach. Um, I don't just help people with uh, losing weight, but that is my passion. And so I just want to say to you guys, if you're in the season of waiting in regards to weight loss and you're just feeling so frustrated and you want to leave counting calories behind and dieting behind... I can help you tune into your body's hunger and fullness without feeling deprived. This is exactly what I learned to do so that I'm not always having to track everything. So I can teach you not only how to lose weight for good, but also to sustain that weight loss. And with me having already have done that, it's like you can lean on my belief that it can happen for you as well. If it can happen to me, it can happen to you. Um, So if you feel like you're just spending so much energy thinking about your weight, what to eat, and if you will ever lose weight for good, then you are in the right place. So all you have to do is set up your free 30-minute coaching session at mominspiredshow.com forward slash coaching. And uh, if you can't find a time that works for you, you can email me at amber at mominspiredshow.com. If you cannot remember all of this information, um, you can just go to the show notes and it will be all there for you. So I can't wait to meet you, but let's go to the show. Hey, Jen, thanks so much for coming back on the show today.
1: Hey, Amber, thanks for having me. I always love coming on the show and talking with you. I love
0: talking to you as well, and um, both on air and off air. So um, I wanted you to come on today because we had a really good conversation last week in uh, real life and um, over coffee. And I wanted I wanted to share your story with the listeners because I think people can really resonate with that, but let's, let's go to the beginning. Um, I always like to start the show with an icebreaker and I don't think I've asked you this question cause you've been on the show a couple of times, but this is the question. If you could go back and tell your younger self something that you wish you knew today, what would it be?
1: That is a really, really good question. Um, if I could go back and tell my younger self something, it would be relax. Mm. It's all going to work out. Everything is going to be okay. Um, God will use the painful parts for his glory. There will be healing in your life. Um, I had a time when I really had turned from God and was uh, making a lot of choices that were not the best And I can see how he's redeemed those things, um, just as he is so faithful to do, to answer his promises. And I I would just tell myself, um, you're loved. God loves you. And just relax. It's going to be okay. Enjoy the ride, right? Yeah, I love that.
0: I think that's great. And I think that is definitely a great thing to tell our younger selves and, you know, I don't know, like, I, I, you know, you see people and as they get older and older, like you see people in their 50s and 60s, like one of the things they just keep saying is like they they care less and less, like what people mm-hmm. think of them. And I don't mean that like in a bad way that like you can just be completely rude and do whatever the heck you want and, and you shouldn't right. care about what people think. But like you like let doors slam in people's people faces. You're like, I don't care. No, that's not what they mean. And so, well, I hope not. That's that's not what they right. mean. That'd be awful. <laughs> right. But yeah, I, I love that. And um and so that that is uh really great words. Um to just kind of remind ourselves to just relax. So, you know, people who are definitely, you know, in their twenties and thirties and, and feeling really like not relaxed, right? And they're just like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, this isn't gonna work out. I think that will, you know, just kind of give a calmness uh to people just to remind them that of that because I think it's so easy to just be completely stressed out all the time and that really doesn't work to our advantage. But I do think sometimes we think that like, Oh, if we're just stressed out, that will actually help us. Right. Oh yeah.
1: Like uh, you'll work harder, you know, you just do this and do this and do this and you have to do everything just so. And, Mm -hmm. and that's absolutely not the case, you know, Um, so many things end up working out and, but it's, it's hard to know that when you're in it and when you're younger. And I agree too. I think that they're one of the beauty, One of the beautiful things about aging, like I love being in my 40s and I was terrified of my 40s Mm. when I was in my 30s. And now that I'm in my 40s, there really is just a just a calm that comes with it. We're just like, like you said, like Mm -hmm. you just become more confident in who you are and your gifts and your strengths and your weaknesses and your boundaries and um, the ability to say no. And like you said, just be okay with not everyone's going to like me and that's okay. Yeah. I don't have to work to make everybody like me. I, I just need to be who I am. And, um, And there's a lot of freedom in that, but I think it takes time to learn that. So I can't wait, you know, God willing, I live to be in my 60s, 70s, 80s. I can't wait to see what kind of wisdom is imparted then. I know. I think it's like to go to bed really early and wake up really early and eat dinner at like four.
0: That's kind of already my schedule, so I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of the like with the girls, they get home at four <laughs> and they want to eat so many snacks that I'm like, we should just be eating dinner. And then you Early know what?
1: Special sign <laughs> me up, and then we
0: can just call that intermittent fasting. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, That's funny. I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay, so let's get started. Um, for those that have not heard you on the show before, tell us your name and how many kids you have and where you live.
1: Okay, awesome. Um, My name is Jen Thompson, and I have four wonderful, fabulous, children. Um, Our oldest is 16, just turned 16. Um, We have a daughter who's 13, almost 14, a 12-year-old daughter, and our son is nine. And they are just really at fun, fun ages. And I live in the same small town as Amber, Nolensville, um, about 30 minutes outside of Nashville, Tennessee, and absolutely just love this little town we live in. Our little
0: town is growing
1: really fast. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I, we can't really call it little, actually. I mean, right? it's, it's, it's kind, kind of, of
0: like f- a little town that's bursting.
1: Yeah, with, bursting at the seams with not enough roads to hold us yeah there's not enough roads we're <laughs> 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 gonna be driving through like the cow field the grass and stuff for yeah. my- <laughs> <laughs> don't mind me it's my shortcut <laughs> of course of course if
0: people if you're like okay i have no idea what you're talking about there is really no shoulder to drive on
1: you would just be driving no. in the ditch so <laughs> yes there is no shoulder and that, yeah. then actually like i said my oldest uh just t- turned 16 and that is yeah. what makes it just a little bit terrifying Yes. When you're with a first time driver mm-hmm. on a road that's curvy with no shoulder and it, yeah, it's great. Right. Hold on. Yeah. It, yeah. I'm not and looking forward to great. that. She yeah. does great, but I'm still like clutching everything. Oh, yeah. Me the passenger are scary here. Okay.
0: <laughs> you're like, you're kind of riding that close. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to ask you, um, you know, one of the reasons why I had you come on the show is I was talking about this a little bit earlier is, you know, the season of waiting and just kind of, you know, and I think it goes back to what you said about telling your younger self something is to relax. And I think one of the things we're not relaxing about is because we're afraid something's not going to happen. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you want it to happen in your time frame too. So it's kind of like, you're like, I want it to happen now or it is most convenient for me and how long is this going to take? Because if you kind of knew when is this going to happen, it might actually help you, to relax. Like you're like, oh, okay, well, it's not going to happen for four years. Okay. I don't need to be, you know, stressing out about this every day. So I want you to kind of give everybody a quick rundown on, you know, who you are besides, you know, you're a mom that lives in Tennessee and what you're up to today. And then we're going to dive into why I wanted to bring you on for this specific episode.
1: Okay. Awesome. Um, so I am a writer I, I've always loved to write for as long as I can remember. I can actually remember an elementary school being chosen to go to the young authors convention. And that really just like set this, just ignited something in me at a very young age. I wanted to be a writer. So, um, oh goodness, years ago when my Mm. kids were really young, I started a blog and it was just kind of something for me just to record I didn't write. I really didn't write in it very often. Maybe once every other week. Just um, things that were happening with the kids and things I was learning as a parent. And um, I wrote. I wrote and still write a lot about my faith, also. And um, and then that blog kind of turned into another blog, and then that blog actually turned into the blog that I have currently. I remember. I think it was 2015. I was um, talking to my friend, Colleen, and I said, you know, I really want to get serious about this. And I said, I want to be a published writer. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how it's going to happen. But but this is my dream. And I set a goal that by the time I turned 40, I would have something published. And, you know, how just how the Lord works works. Um, a few weeks later, I was at a play date with some preschool um, moms and the preschool kids and having a conversation with one of the moms. And she told me she wrote for parenting publications. I was like, oh, no way. That That's amazing. Can you get me in contact with your editor? So she gave me the information and they, they hired me as a freelance writer. So that was the first time I had... Um, my words in print. And I also like I said I was more serious about my blog. So I started my Truly Yours Jen blog and I also started a Facebook page with it. And that kind of was the start of my like really becoming a writer and just saying I'm a writer when people would ask me what I did, I'd say I'm a writer. And um and I kind of declared I was going to do that even before I had anything published and um it's been great since then like all these other things have happened and um i recently actually just signed with a literary agent um, I'm fast forwarding like a ton, just so yeah. you don't have to hear me ramble on forever. <laughs> but I just signed with um, Gardner Literary Agency, and my agent is Christy Cameron, and she is amazing. <clears throat> and it is just the absolute, just the, the, a dream come true. My my biggest dream has is to have a book that people can put into their hands, and I am one step closer to that dream. And it is, it's just, it's, it's been incredible.
0: It's been incredible. I wanted to ask you this question. So, um, cause I'm going to have you dive deep a little bit on what like has transpired since in regards to the book. Um, but like you said, you wanted to be 40 and you mm-hmm. wanted to have something published. So mm-hmm. when you hit 40 and you didn't experience that, Like what did you feel at that point? Like were you like were you really frustrated or were you holding that lightly or were you well did did you know it would happen eventually? Like because here's the thing, right? Everybody that is in this boat, right? So now you have gotten an agent to talk to you, right? But we're talking four years later. And so I would love for you to just kind of touch on this for us.
1: Well, so Actually, my goal to have something published included just anything, anything published at all. And so because oh, okay. my Got it. because my words were in print publications. I see. Got it. Um, you were thinking just a book. I wasn't thinking just a I book see. at that time. I okay. was like I just want to have anything published um and so the fact that it was I did have columns regularly in Got magazines it. and then also in websites that were not my own. Yes. I f- I felt that I had reached that goal. Um but I don't know that I I I don't know that I fully believed the book would happen. Like mm. I really I really wanted it and it was something I I like a, that I really dreamed that it would happen and prayed that it would happen, but it felt so just so far away and impossible. Like I don't I was like I don't know how to even begin to understand how to make that happen. Yeah. So um even the fact that now, like you said, four years later, Mm -hmm. I'm moving in that direction, it's really just it's incredible for me. I mean, it really is. Let's talk about that really quick. So when did you okay, so that's
0: really awesome. So you actually did hit your goal. Like you're like I 40, I want to do this. Now where in your mind did you start thinking then about a book? like possibly happening someday?
1: So I, one of the really cool things about writing in on different websites is I have been invited into all of these different writer communities. Um you know, I, I do the thing I'm doing the thing that I always tell my children not to do. I have all of these friends on social media that I've never met before. (laughs) Oh, you tell your, your kids not to do this. (laughs) Right. It's like, don't make people, you know, don't uh, friend people you don't know on social media. Yeah, That is very different.
0: Yeah. For kids. Yeah. But
1: I, I do because I'm in these writer communities and, and I've seen so many of my friends dreams come to fruition over the years. And so I started to think, well, maybe this is possible. So I'm in these different writer Groups and I've um, just been blessed to have these relationships where they have really mentored me and kind of guided me in the steps in the process of um, of trying to become a published author. And the pandemic, um, you know, I know it was hard for a lot of people for a lot of reasons, um, but there are also these gifts and blessings that I know I experienced and my family experienced during that time. And one of the things for me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, was having more time and space to write. So during that time, during those years, I really, really put a lot of effort into my writing and growing my sp- my social platforms and and that coupled with these relations that I relationships that I was building, I really started to think, you know. feel like God is making a way for this. And I just started to see these little, these doors opening um, and prayers being answered in such a way that I was like, this is, this is God. This is him moving in my life. This is him answering these prayers. And so it just kind of went from impossible to probable. And when that happened, I just really went for it.
0: Yeah. I I think like, that's the thing. I think so many people just get stuck and they're just like, I don't know if I even want to dream big. Right. Like they're mm-hmm. just like, well, like you could have just been like, well, I hit my goal. Right. At 40, I was published in websites and in print and all that kind of stuff and um, and not go for it. And but you decided like, let's let's make this happen. So. Uh, let's have you walk through this kind of, this is a story that we were talking about last week. And um, so just kind of back us up a little bit, I think to last fall, if if I'm correct. Yeah, Um, that's right. Yep. And then just walk us through um, what has transpired in the past few months.
1: Okay. Yeah. I am so excited to share this story because it is amazing to me how God answers our prayers. And sometimes we can see it really tangibly. And sometimes we're in this waiting space and it feels like we are in the waiting space forever. And that can be such a hard space to be in. Um, And part of being a writer, you have a lot of rejection. Mm -hmm. When I submit something to a site or I submit something to a magazine, or in this case, book proposals, you're, you're putting your heart and your soul out there and you're either going to get a yes, or you're going to get a no. And you just don't know how it's going to be received. And there's a lot of waiting. And I I heard from my friends before I started to work on the proposal that you have to wait. You're, you're, It is a guarantee. And they even it even says on the um, different agencies websites, like, if you don't hear back from us in four, six, eight weeks, just assume that it's a rejection. So that's a really long time to have to wait, and then maybe not even hear anything. So I created this spreadsheet. And on each spreadsheet, I would say who I submitted to, and then I would have next to it how long they say, if you don't hear from us by this many weeks, consider a rejection. And then I had an acceptance column, a rejection column, and then it's just kind of this, this waiting game. So there was the one agency that I wanted the very, very, very most of all. And I prayed, 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 just, Lord, please make a way. I I love the authors they represent. I love the books they bring into the world. I felt like it would be a really good fit for me Um, and the audience that I had built. And um, my writing style just seemed like a great fit. So I submitted something to this agency in um, late October spelled the agent's name wrong, which I loved this one. Oh my goodness. Like I spent all of this time editing and (laughs) even sent it off to some a friend of mine to have her edit it and and then missed the spelling of the name. So I was I was mortified. (laughs) But I quickly sent a message to her. I was like, I am so sorry. And she was (laughs) so sweet and gracious and said, hey, send me, send me your proposal. So I sent her my full proposal and and then I was just waiting waiting, waiting. Mm. A few weeks go by and I received a rejection letter and I was devastated because I had just prayed in confidence. And I really believed with all of my heart that this was going to happen. Like I really just felt this was going to happen. So I was really, I was pretty sad. Um, and then, a, a, you know, a couple weeks go by, I'm not sure exactly how long, and I was on a run. And while I was running, I just felt this peace wash over me. I mean, it was just a blanket that covered me. And in my mind, I thought, God is going to make a way. Mm. This, this is going to happen. And it was one of those things where, you know, I, for me, it was, it was definitely the Holy Spirit because it wasn't the way that I t- talked to myself, you know, usually. yeah. And just with the peace that accompanied it, and it was, it was, you know, pretty fast. And then I just kept running and didn't think much of it again. Um, But when I stopped running, I checked my email and I had an email from that agency and it just was one question, are you still seeking representation? Mm. And my heart just, I was like, oh my goodness. So yeah, and all of my, anybody that knows me well knows I can be kind of impulsive and kind of a spaz sometimes. So I just replied, yes, exclamation point. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, I probably should have given some more information. So I sent her another message and I was like, I'm so sorry this, I, I responded really fast, but you know, so now she knows not only did I spell her name wrong, but I'm also kind of spazzy. Um, but then fast forward, uh, more to past the holidays. So over another month has gone by and I, um, I'm wondering if maybe this isn't going to happen, but at the same mm-hmm. time, I'm like, I, but I know, like, I just, you know, it's that wrestling we do when we're yep. in that season of waiting. It's just, yeah. this it's just give and take this, mm-hmm. lay it down and pick it up. And it's like, Lord, I no, know. I know you have answered this prayer. I know it. And then on the other hand, it's like, but do I? Yes, I know it, you know, and it's just this back and forth. And so I was kind of in that back and forth space a little bit. It was Martin Luther King weekend and I was on a field trip with my daughter. I, I not really a field trip, it was a theater trip, uh, yeah. a long, long weekend trip. And I received an email on the bus ride from the the agent Christie saying, D- can you can you get Zoom tomorrow? And I was like, oh goodness, I know our schedule was packed. I'm on this middle school trip with all of these kids. Well, the one hour that she had available was the exact, the only hour that I really would have worked at all in that day. So we met and we had a really great conversation over Zoom and I felt, you know, like it went really well, but again, you know, you're doing that. It feels like it went well, but I don't know, did it? And and then um a little, I guess a week later, uh, I finally found out that they had um they offered me representation and it was with the agency, the um Gardner Literary Agency, the one that I had prayed about, and and I actually signed the contract on my birthday. I know that is so So, exciting. So it was a, for me, I mean, tears were streaming down my face. I was like screaming and crying and just so happy and excited. And it was like, God actually gave me a tangible Mm. birthday gift. And, And it was just, this the way, the way that it all happened, looking back, you know, I can just see like how God ordered all of this and he was so faithful to answer that prayer, but it is so hard. I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're dealing with this now with your, with your new career and as a life coach. I mean, I'm sure you can relate to that feeling of waiting and wondering and how is this going to play out? Right. Well, yeah, I mean, I think too, uh, with COVID,
0: right. So that was a big like door slam with having to cancel all like my travel for the travel business, and you know I really thought this was going to be an amazing thing. what's really interesting is the thing that the things that I always thought would be really great for me to do is either help people with travel and travel agent and, and or whatever that capacity would be and then I always had you know when you would take all those personality tasks, coaching was always the like, coaching counselor any of that kind of stuff was always there, but I had focused on. Travel because I was just met with somebody and started working in the agency and stuff like that. So then COVID hit and then everything just got crazy. And so then, you know, last year I was really just feeling like, okay, I think this is the time to get certified. I really love talking to moms on the podcast, but I want to interact with them more. I want to help them, and especially with losing weight. I just know that's like such a struggle for so many people. And, you know, it can just take up so much space. In women, especially moms' minds. And I saw that, like, once I figured out how to lose weight, keep it off, and how much energy I was able to focus on other things, like becoming a certified coach, I realized, like, how many other moms must be in this position where the weight is taking up so much energy that they can't even focus. And other things, their other dreams, their other goals that they're trying to go after. And so I knew I'm like, you know what? This is something I'm so passionate about, and I really want to help moms. But as you guys know, like when you're starting from ground zero, it's like it takes time to get that traction and to you know get the word out and and to be like, what is even this kind of coaching that I'm doing? And um, you know, can this help people? And do people feel like they even need coaching? And then all this kind of stuff. So it's a it's a thing that I feel called to do. And that was what we were talking about last week, um, over coffee. It's like I really feel called to do it, but it's kind of like my brain's kind of like, okay, but how long is this gonna take to get going? And I just know in past experiences, like you feel that, and then you look back and you're kind of like, Oh, if I would have just, you know, calmed down, it would be fine. Kind of like what you were saying about just relax. Right. And so, um, but I'm
1: in it right now. So yeah, just, it's hard when you're in it. It's yes. hard when you're in it because like, well, like you said, if you could see, like if I had known, but the way back months and months ago that I would be signing a contract on my birthday I'd be like oh okay <laughs> like, I know you, you know, probably would
0: really be looking forward to that like right? you would have been like oh my gosh <laughs> this is going to be the best
1: birthday right but, and, but yeah. all those lessons would have yes. been lost I feel like because I learned so much in that waiting and I could see how God was glorified and how he answered these pr- the prayers in the most tenderest like precious ways and so I think that's the gift in the yes. waiting that's really hard Cause it doesn't feel good all of the time and you want the answers and you, you want to know, um, and like with the business, like you're saying, you're wearing so many hats when you start yeah. a business, you're learning yeah. like how to network and you're learning how to create websites and you're learning how to, to, you know, just, there's so much that goes into it that it, it's not just this instant thing. And we live in an instant society
0: where oh, we, for like, sure.
1: Yeah. And you need to know how
0: to do everything. And it's like, you really, and then you're like, oh, and I need to have a million followers on Instagram. You're like, okay, I don't have time. (laughs) And they change the algorithm all the time. And they're like, do you want reels or stories? I don't know. I'm like, oh my gosh, by the time I even figure it out, it's like, they've already moved on to a new thing that IG is pushing, you know, that they want you to do. And it's kind of like, oh my goodness, like what in the world? And so it's like here you're, it's like people are becoming you know, overnight successes in the sense of because maybe they were on a reality show or whatever. And it's like, they're really pretty wearing a cute outfit. Right. And you're like, oh, okay, so they have a million followers now. And then there's other people who are really trying to bring value to the world and they're trying to help and do all this stuff. And it's like, you, it's like, you just have to, it it really does humble you. You have to figure out all the things and then you got to figure out where are you putting the time? You know? So it's like, if I'm putting all my time into figuring out Instagram and how to get more likes or whatever, then I'm, it's taking away from me sharpening my skills as being a coach. And to me, that is what like is going to help people. But Then you have, then you, then you have to put on the marketing hat. You're like, yeah, but if, but if no one knows that you're a coach, you're not even going to be coaching anybody. Right. So this is where this balance is. are like, conundrum. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, this is insane. And if you don't have all this discretionary income to throw at a problem, like, well, I will just hire an Instagram team. They can manage my account and I will throw, you know, thousands of dollars at a Facebook ad. Then you have to figure out how to do it. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask about this because you just mentioned this. You were talking about like all the prayers that you had in regards to, well, everything probably in your life, but specifically about the book. I'm curious, like when you were praying about this, uh, I would love to hear, like, what would your prayers look like? Because I, I, you know, a lot of times you hear, take this to the Lord, pray about this. But I think sometimes we were talking about this last week, kind of like God's will versus our will. And it's like, oh, but like did did God put this on our hearts because he wants us to do it or is this us wanting to do it and we're being selfish or whatever and you know it was mainly me talking about this but um and you know just trying to make sure what are you doing what is your purpose and why do you want to do things right and so um so people I think forget to bring things to the lord and to pray about it because sometimes they may feel like should i really be praying about this i don't know so i'm curious like What did that look like for you when you were praying about like your writing, your books and all that kind of stuff?
1: Well, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, so one of the things that they've talked about at our church over the past, I don't know, it was a while ago, it was a few months ago, but, um, it's come up a few times. It's just not to be afraid to pray for specifics, Mm -hmm. to pray specifically for the desires of your heart. Um, and God knows those things anyways, right? He knows our hearts. He right. knows what's on our hearts. So to have those conversations with him, um knowing that ultimately his will will be done, but that he also longs to give his children good gifts, you know, just like we you know, when my kids ask, "Hey, can we get ice cream on a summer day?" I like taking them to get ice cream. I want to hear that they want ice cream, and I enjoy giving it to them. you know, mm. and so you think, if this is how we are with our children, how much more is it?" With God. And so I just have been praying more boldly and specifically for things. Um, and then also just then trying, like this, then just laying it down, like, Lord, this is the desire of my heart. I am giving you my heart's desire. If this is not something you desire for my life, please steer me a different way, please mm. nudge me a different way. If my desire doesn't line up for your desire, Please make that apparent. Please move my heart. Please redirect, you know? And so um I that is how I appro this was probably the most specifically, honestly, that I've ever prayed for mm. something. <laughs> honestly, truly. Um, cause I've, 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 I have a I'm prayerful, but um, but this was very, very specific. Yeah. And um, uh, and God answered the prayers in very specific ways. Um even there was a a day our our um church had done a 21 day fast and i even said to my husband i said i really believe that god will answer the, that mm. i will hear something on the yeah. 21st day And I did. I heard something on the 21st day. But now I think that, you know, like you and I talked about in Mm -hmm. our conversation, you've got to be careful of this like prosperity gospel kind of mentality. Like God is not a a bank, you know, It's not like I'm going to deposit this and then he's going to give give me me this. this. (laughs) You know, it's not, you know, we're not making deals or bargains. And so, uh, uh, you know, it's like this fine line, Line. I feel like. um, uh, But I try to be aware of it. Like God is, I don't look at him as that, like he, this isn't kind of some kind of prosperity gospel. It's like, he is my father, I am his child, and I just want to be in constant relationship with him. Um, And just trying to incorporate, and personally, I'm just trying to incorporate prayer more into just my daily rhythm of my life, you know, that pray continually, just to have conversations throughout the day with God. Um, just as I, you know, maybe folding the laundry, thank you for the clothes, Lord, as I am making dinner, thank you for the food, Lord, you know, just, just more kind of incorporating him into the day to day stuff, but then also talking to him about the big desires. Cause like, you know, I said, I'm kind of rambling, but he knows those things anyways, you know?
0: Yeah. I love that. Well, and we're, we're at the end of the show, but I wanted to say, you know, I think so many, of us have been in a position, or currently in it, like maybe you're trying to have a baby, or you know, and it's not happening, and or you want to change careers and you feel stuck, and um, you know, you're just kind of in this season of waiting. And so, um, yeah, I like to inspire moms, hence why the show's called Mom's Inspired Show. So I was just wondering, do you have any takeaways that we can leave the listeners just for them to think about? I have, I have two. So if you want me to go first, I can, or if you have something, you feel free to. Do you want to go? Ah.
1: Um, yeah, well, I'm just thinking, I think, you know, the biggest thing with waiting is just to acknowledge it is hard. It is, it is a hard place to be when you're waiting for a diagnosis, when you're, Mm. even when you're pregnant and waiting to have your baby, when you're waiting, there's just so many different places that we can be in, not just with uh, pursuing dreams, um, but just, you know, actually I'm going to backtrack a little, even with the pursuing dreams, when you're, maybe you're, um. A working mom or a stay-at-home mom and you just feel like, oh, where am I even going to find the extra time to pr- mm. even begin to pursue any dreams? Like This yeah. seems so unreasonable and so um, not tangible in my life. I just want to encourage um, moms in that space that even taking just a few minutes out of your day to do something that you love, which I know that's not easy either, but just to to continue to find those things that bring you passion and joy and just to invest in them, even if it's just a little time. When I first started writing my blogs, I would write, like I said, maybe every other week if that, um, but that was just enough to continue to, to just bring that joy in my heart to do this thing that I love and just to continue building that skill set. Um, so it may not feel like there is time, but I just think it's so important to just continue to pursue the things that you love for yourself. And then also while you're in these spaces of waiting, just even though it's hard, just to trust that God has gone before you. And even though we can't see what's coming, we can rest knowing that that He has gone to those places that we can't see and he loves us so very, very much. And just to try to find peace in that. Um, So yeah, those are my two things. I love it.
0: Yeah. So two things that stood out to me, sometimes, you know, doors are going to close and you feel like that's it, like it's done. And (laughs) I just want to encourage that another one will open and it may not Mm -hmm. look the way that you thought, but another one will eventually open. And I've seen it, um, in my life and things that I was devastated. And then not that long after something better actually like came up and to just yes. know, like, just because a door and, and sometimes the door feels like it's being slammed in your face and you're just kind of like, what? And, you know, so I just want to encourage everyone with that. And the last thing I want to say is having support or friends that can believe in you mm-hmm. when you can't believe in yourself or whatever you're going through in that moment. Like even you and I talking last week, I feel like the things that I was sharing, you had belief in me. And sometimes you just have to borrow someone else's belief when you can't find it yourself, or you're just kind of like, all right, I'm going to lean on your belief, right? And obviously you go to the Lord and you pray about it, but sometimes it's nice. You're talking about the tangible stuff. Sometimes it's nice when you can actually have a human being being like, you know what? Like, I believe in this for you. And, and I think it's so great to have that support or those people in your life. And, the, and it really does matter to have the right people in your life, you know? And so that's just yes, something I that love I love yeah. that. Yeah.
1: I love that yeah. so, so much Amber, because sometimes it is hard to believe in ourselves yeah. and, and to see the things that other people see. So to borrow the, like yes. lean on their belief and mm-hmm. like, you know what, I can't see it but this person loves me and they believe in me and I'm going to, I'm going to run with that. I think that's such a beautiful thing and a reminder to speak those gifts. Like when we see our friends having these amazing gifts and talents and we see these things that we believe in them, we need to tell them, tell them. Yes, I
0: agree. And so, you know, and, and that's one of the things too, um, what I learned with coaching, like me being coached and the things that I learned when I lost weight, but also When I lost the weight, that's one of the things with coaching women is sometimes they don't have the belief in themselves. But, like, if they can see that I did it, then they could possibly believe that they could do it, or I could hold belief for them. And that's one of the things that I feel like it's so good. So, even if you don't have friends or family that are supporting you, that either kind of like what Jen was saying, get in a writing's writers group or whatever you want to do or find a mentor. We were talking about this before um, the episode is um, we're wanting to do this mentor mentee program at church. We go to the same church, you know, so somewhere if you can't afford a coach or you can't afford um, to be part of like a mastermind or something to like what things are being offered at church that is like either low cost or free or finding those friends or seeking out people that you do know that are, you know, they're uplifting and they're encouraging and maybe you don't hang out with them a lot, but maybe you go to them and say, you know what, I really um, would love to talk to you about this stuff because it makes a huge difference to surround yourself with specific people when you're feeling down. So I just, Mm -hmm. those are the things that I wanted to leave with you guys. So that when you are thinking about the thing that you're waiting for in life, Like, who is that? So like, if you're waiting for some, if you're waiting for to get pregnant or have a baby and you know, somebody who's walked this, um, before reach out to that person, be like, what Mm -hmm. did you do? Like, how, how did you get by and, and whatnot? So those are the things that I wanted to share. Um, anything else Jen? before we kind of wrap
1: this up? No, but that's a whole lot of good stuff. And I want you to know, Amber, I believe in you. And I think anybody that has you as a life coach is going to be very, very blessed because I know every time we get together, I leave just feeling refreshed and rejuvenated and you have so much wisdom to share. So, thanks, um, Jen. Yeah, you're welcome.
0: You're the best. All right. Well, we could keep talking, but you know, we have children that are going to come home, and then I know we would have to be like save it for coffee. Yeah, we'd be like, (laughs) we're on a podcast. All right, you guys. um, I hope you got a lot of takeaways from this. And Jen, thank you so much for coming back on the show.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. It's always such a joy. I love it. Hey, you guys, have you
0: grabbed your free copy of how to get going with your weight loss again worksheet? If not, make sure to go over to mominspiredshow.com forward slash routine to get that worksheet. What it does is it teaches you how to easily get back into your routine because sometimes it's so easy to get off track when we're traveling, stress, family obligations, illnesses, you name it. So I love to use this when I'm ready to get back into my routine to go after my goals to lose weight or to stay in maintenance. All right, you guys, I'll see you next week.